0: Hello everybody and welcome to Shark's Pond a South Park podcast. I am your host Bill and this is part 2 of the Coon and Friends trilogy. Now today going to be going into the second episode of this three-parter called Mysterion Rises. And the build up here for discovering who Mysterion truly is has been kind of interesting. Because the first time we saw Mysterion was in the Season 13 episode, The Coon. And then we saw Mysterion for a second time in the previous episode, Coon 2 Hindsight. Now, today, we're going to reveal, we're going to all find out, who is Mysterion. So, with that said... Let's dive into this week's episode, Mysterion Rises. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 3rd, 2010. So, our episode begins with a comic book-like intro of Mysterion, and it's... Basically kind of the same introduction that the Coon got back in season 13 except this is more more Batman Begins like um intro. So we get our intro of Mysterion and we see them at a outside of a grocery store basically selling these little lemon bars like they said they were in the last episode and this is to help the people that are been attacked by Cthulhu and also since Captain Hindsight has apparently not been seen so they sell all these bars and you know they're still called Coon and Friends well Stan asks Mysterion why are we called you know why are we still called Coon and Friends if the Coon's not here And I love Mysterion's reply. He's like, because it pisses Cartman off beyond belief. Which, I mean, if you think about it, kind of makes sense. Speaking of the Coon, he is at the airport waiting to get on a flight to New Orleans when he finds out that, well, the flight's going to be delayed an additional hour because Cthulhu shed. So he's sitting next to a little girl who has heard of him and asks one wrong question what is Mint Berry Crunch like and he starts pounding away on this little girl and then you get the comic of like as the people were chanting and cheering me on as I fought this little girl and it's just so bizarrely entertaining but it's still funny so as the boys are finished selling you know, their lemon bars, this guy who buys the last of them tells them that you're not going to be able to stop them. That you are not going to be able to stop Cthulhu. You know, all your efforts are going to be futile. There's no way you could stop them. So that causes a little bit of concern. So, um, the Coon does manage to get to New Orleans where he tries to talk to Cthulhu and that really doesn't work <laughs> like it fails miserably so they'll we'll see another way a little later on what the coon does with Cthulhu now we get to a very kind of an important moment in this episode because the superheroes get back to their base and their headquarters have been destroyed. So they first think that the coon is the one who did it. When in reality, it was Captain Hindsight. So we get the kind of another version of the Captain Hindsight intro, where this time we find out that he has three sidekicks coulda, shoulda, and woulda. I, I liked that joke, I thought that was actually pretty funny. So, Captain Hindsight is drunk, he's got a gun in his hand, and he's about ready to kill people. On the one condition that they take down the pictures of him with Courtney Love. And that's when the guys realize that this is a setup. Because they tell Captain Hindsight that their former friend, the coon, was the one who did this. And they noticed that Butters was in it. And Butters, who's still in jail, is like, well, he said that he'd let me free if I did this, and I've missed four days of school now. (laughs) Ah, poor Butters. So then Captain Hindsight, who at this point is drunk, pulls his gun out. And Mysterion is like, if you're going to shoot somebody, if you're going to kill somebody, why don't you kill me? Kill me. And then, this is when, this is kind of a big moment, because Kyle's like, uh, Kenny, are you sure you want to do this? Yep. That's how we find out who Mysterion is. They just go like, Kenny, are you sure you want this to happen? And then, Stan is like, dude, are you sure about this? And Mysterion's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'll be alright. You guys go on. And then, and then we get this very good monologue between Captain Hindsight and Mysterion about how, you know, Captain Hindsight is cursed with his curse. But then Mysterion talks about his curse and how he gets killed every day. And then he wakes up in the same clothes. And he goes to school, and the kids are like, "Oh, how you doing?" As if nothing ever happened. Ooh. Then we get one of my favorite bits of this entire—maybe my favorite bit of my entire of this entire episode. So, and I tried to find a clip of it, but I could not find it. So. It is the CEO of now DP. Not BP, but DP. And we get into this whole thing of like, what would I, you know, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? And it's, it, you know, it's the CEO, it's Captain Hindsight, it's Mysterion, it's the Coon. It's really good stuff. It's Unbelievably funny. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I wish I had the clip of it, but unfortunately, I don't. But I do have a clip that I will play a little later on in this review. So now you know we get to the next day, and the 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 original Koonan friends are you know still trying to figure out what is going on, what's happening. And then they get kind of a clue here because they're looking on the internet at some stuff and there's an article and picture of Kenny's parents getting arrested. And I like I liked how this goes because Mysterio is like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? So you know, he sees that his parents may have been in this cult at one point. May have. So, he is going to figure out, you know, where this is all going. So that night, Kenny's parents are sharing a joint when Mysterion pops in. And apparently because of Mysterion... Kenny's parents have actually become better parents. Like, they give their kids allowances. They don't fight in front of the kids anymore. They don't get drunk in front of the kids anymore. So, Mysterion asks Mr. and Mrs. McCormick about this cult. And they're like, oh, this person used to do, you know, we used to go. We were never really members of the cult. We just went for the free beer. So... Um, so, you know, he asks if it's still going on, and they believe that it is still going on, and Mysterion then leaves. Meanwhile, we get another coon comic where he describes how sometimes a raccoon... Has to be, you know, gentle and nice and playful. Because Cartman is still trying to get Cthulhu on his side. So, here is Cthulhu just laying in some city. And he is starting to play like a raccoon. So he gets on Cthulhu's belly, scratches it a little bit, you know, kind of roams around here and there and you know he's being playful and you know he asks Cthulhu what his name is and Cthulhu it's it's kind of like either a big sneeze or a big yawn that kind of blows the coon away and you know Carmen is playing on to this and he's like Aah! So, you know, he's trying to be funny. um, And trying to be cute with Cthulhu. So that night, back in the town, you know, the guys go and they see this meaning of the cult of Cthulhu. And there are certain people there. uh, Mr. Adler, the shopkeep teacher, uh, the Star Trek nerds from, like, season two or three from forever ago the goth kids are there and it's kind of a celebration in time that Cthulhu has risen and you know he's going to destroy civilization he's going to destroy mankind and they even say a couple of lines that Catches the kids at least off guard, and the line is, or the line, yeah, the line is that is not dead which can eternal lie, and with strange ions, even death may die. So the kids are like, What could that mean? and they're going to ask Mysterion, What does he think of it? Well. The problem, well, it's not a problem, but the thing is, Mysterion is gone. He has left them. And that night, we see the goth kids walking the streets of South Park when, all of a sudden, they are met by Mysterion. And Mysterion asks the goth kids, The same question. What do those lines mean? And they're like, We don't, we're not gonna tell you. And then two members of the cult come, and the kindergartner has like a switchblade and is like, You're not gonna take anything away from me. I'm gonna kill you. So, and then the other goths are like, Whoa. It's like, Really? Like, oh, wow. So, As Mysterion is about to face off with the goth kids and members of of this cult, we go to a press conference because Cthulhu has allegedly called this press conference. I know I'm kind of mixing it back and forth, and I apologize. So the Coon is the one that speaks for Cthulhu, and he says that this is the new Coon and Friends. And anyone that is that has the name Kunin Friends will be destroyed and sent into another dimension. So now that Mysterion's in trouble, we get this weird but funny number. I really en- I really enjoyed this one. Co-to-loo. Co-to-loo, co-to-loo. Yeah! The evil hates. From a dimension far away Flying through gates of madness And into your heart Yeah, I you! Turning dreams into nightmares Like All he sees Now begins a new adventure for me You and the dark one Cthulhu Sharing adventures and smiles it's a magical fun, two house can share. Soon the whole world will be made aware of you and the deathbed for Making the world a better place. Together you will have so much fun. Sending all my stupid friends to oblivion. You and the dark one, Kentucky Bridget. Okay, I gotta say this. If that was how the episode ended, I probably would have laughed my ass off, thinking that's how this episode ends, which would, which would have been hilarious. I really think it would have. Um, but that's such a catchy little number, and I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, in, in a little bit in the in the production notes and cultural references and stuff. So. Mysterion is in trouble when we see the original Kunin Friends all appear. And they, you know, introduce themselves, including... Mintberry Curinch! And they all stop. And it looks like they're about to go into battle. When all of a sudden, the leader of the cult... Takes the Switchblade and stabs Mysterion in the chest. And they all leave. And then everyone is shocked. And Stan's like... Oh my god. Oh my god! They killed Kenny! You bastard! Okay, who hasn't heard that one in a while? And then... The very next scene... Here's Kenny... Waking up. Out of his bed. And everyone is in their superhero outfits. And they're like, come on. We gotta go save the world. And Kenny... He just sighs, and that is the end of Mysterion Rises. One one thing I want to talk about real quick before I get into my rating of this episode. With the Mysterion song, or not the Mysterion song, with the Kuhn song with Cthulhu, it, the images of what they were destroying, they destroyed synagogues, they Destroyed hippies, which I thought Cartman had done many, many years ago, uh, trying to save South Park. And then it looks like they're going to destroy San Francisco, so... Well, I guess when you have the most powerful dark force known the man in Cthulhu, you can get away with that. So, um, as far as this episode goes, this is a good episode. I I like it. Um, I think it's better than the first one. I, I do think it's better than the first episode in the trilogy. Um, You get a lot more of a backstory into Mysterion, and we finally find out who Mysterion is, which I like. I'm going to give this episode an 8. I think that's a fair grade for this episode, and... It's kind of a setup for what we're going to get in the next episode, which is going to be the finale in the, in the, in the trilogy. So, um, briefly, um, cultural ref- there are some cultural references in this. The episode's title is a play on The Dark Knight Rises, which is the final film in Christopher Nolan's Batman film trilogy which was announced only days before the episode aired. So the three Batman films that Christopher Nolan did, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Um, the scene where Carmen interacts with Cthulhu is basically references to the old Looney Tunes characters Mark Antony and Pussyfoot. And And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, The basis of that is... There is this big dog named Mark Antony. And, you know, he's this big bulldog. And, you know, he is basically like the the dog of the house. He takes care of him. And then here's Pussyfoot. Pussyfoot is like this little itty-bitty cat. And... You know, he's like the sweetest, most caring, you know, loving animal in the world. And every time, you know, Mark Antony, you know, either barks at him or says something to him, the cat is just like, meow. And in a way, Mark Antony kind of falls in love with pussy food. And one of them, I want to say it's the first one, it's either the first or the second of the three, there is a scene towards the end where Mark Antony thinks that he's lost the cat, and he breaks down and cries and it is one of the saddest scenes you'd see in a Warner Brothers cartoon because it's like no I've lost my friend I've lost this you know this cat this friend but it's actually really good I I do recommend those cartoons if you've never seen them um also the the scene with Carmen and Cthulhu also was kind of a reference to the movie my neighbor Totoro or Totoro, which is a famous Japanese anime movie. Uh, The song that is played during the flying sequence is also a parody of the theme song of Totoro. In the episode, there is a parody of the LeBron James Rise commercial for Nike, giving the episode title a double parody. The line, I am not a role model, was originally used by Charles Barkley, hence the wink at the end when the CEO of BP does that. The goth kids believe the Rise of Cthulhu will be like a never-ending Nine Inch Nails concert, and one of them hopes that Cthulhu will bring an end to the Disney Channel. Well, let's see, this is 2010 this episode is airing. Uh, if those kids had waited maybe another 11, 12 years because of Disney+, Plus, their wish is gonna come true in a way, where some of the... Disney channels in other countries around the world uh, end up being taken off because of Disney+. Plus. So I guess, in a way, their wish kind of came true in that. Okay, uh, a couple of receptions real quick. Uh, Sean O'Neill of the AV Club gave the episode a C-plus rating. Ramsey Eisler of IGN gave the episode an impressive 8 out of 10. He complains that the episode had very few laugh-out-loud moments, but praised the show for experimenting with new visual styles and presenting a more ambitious vision than the past few episodes. Okay, if you're going to give this episode an 8 out of 10, and your complaint is few laugh-out-loud moments, I'm not really sure if you should really be giving this an 8 out of 10. But, you know, who am I to critique a critic, you know? All right. So, let's go to IMDb, see what they thought of this week's episode. The average raising, average rating of this episode from IMDb users is an 8.4 out of 10. 562 people gave it an 8, that's going to be the score. I give it this week, 579 people gave it a 10, 505 people gave it a 9, so it's all real close between the three of them. Pretty Generally, from these ratings, uh, this is a well-liked episode. 52 people gave it a 1. So, of males, the average rating is an 8.3 with its highest demographic being under 18 with an average rating of a 9.2. Meanwhile, for females, the uh, highest rating is in the 18 to 29 demographic with an average rating of a 9.0. So this is, up to this point, a genuinely well-liked episode but let's see what the reviews in this episode have been written for so uh the first review okay we'll go with gangsta hippie who wrote continuing from last week's episode a team of superheroes called coon and friends despite the coon not being with them anymore tries to sell lemon bars to stop cthulhu meanwhile Cartman as the coon travels to New Orleans, and tries to befriend Cthulhu to make him kill kill the Coon and Friends. The episode has many interesting aspects. We finally find out the true identity of Mysterion and Mosquito. We also find out the truth between how Kenny comes back to life after dying all the time. This episode is definitely an improvement over the previous one and has some excellent moments. Hopefully the conclusion will be just as good, if not bad, better. Next review is from Cuban underscore ZE who wrote, I don't know what was with Trey and Matt when they were th- coming up with this one. I really felt ashamed whenever some scene with Carmen was on. Literally ashamed. In one particular, when he is sitting on the belly of Cthulhu, I couldn't wait, it- wait for it to end. I love South Park and the previous episodes were awesome, but this one did not touch the bottom, but rather drilled into it like the BP in the previous episode. I can't wait till all this coon business is over. Sorry you guys, but I really didn't like this episode and I had to say something since it apparently didn't bother anyone having in mind the rating for this episode. This might just mean I am crazy, but I really did not enjoy this one. Wow. Okay. Uh, We have another review from Spock-386-815174, who wrote, Another bad episode from South Park. As I come to the end of this season, it came to me that this season is the one that I took the longest to watch. It took me over five months. Basically, that means the quality was going from rather good, first episodes, to really bad to the end, meaning that I took the box with rather disgust to force myself to take on another episode just to finish boring stuff is transferred to our eyes keeping awake is a challenge i do find myself not bothered at all with what is going on and i'm thinking that either the creators of this meaningless crap are somewhere lying on a beach and squeezing their minds to find some inspiration or either has have given this one to an eight year old kid to write wish i had never seen this episode because it sucks big time Wow, two negative reviews. Final review is from Alberto C, who wrote, I was reading the reviews of this episode here and I saw people rating it with one star. I mean, what? This is a great episode that references the comic books. It's very funny and creates a great development to Kenny. The whole episode is based on a comic book structure, showing us villains and heroes. This episode is really different, and this is a good thing. I love it. Wow, I I, I guess I'm still kind of shocked that people like genuinely hated this episode. I guess I'm kind of blown away by it. Um, real quick, this episode uh, was seen in its original airing by 3.263 million viewers, and was seen by 2.85 million households. That is according to nielsen rating so it did a, did pretty good numbers that night all right so that will do it for this episode you guys can follow the show on twitter at sharkspond 97 and you can join the facebook group sharks pond a south park podcast where you can discuss past present and future episodes that could be coming up Next time around, it is the end of the Coon and Friends trilogy. Yep, made it to the end, as this trilogy will end with Coon versus Coon and Friends. Try saying that five times fast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm Bill, and thank you all for listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'll talk to you all next time.